0: Hello, runners. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another podcast, uh, podcast with runners for this season. And boy, I am excited. This is a long time coming for me, flanked by some wonderful runners, great friends, good human beings that I've had a personal pleasure of actually coaching them uh, for multiple seasons now. So I was always looking forward to bring these uh, gentlemen uh, to sort of uh, to this uh, episode of podcasts and talk with them, learn from them. Um, for the new runners out there who are hearing this for the first time, uh, this is a series, guys, that we do. Uh, this is the fourth or the fifth season that we are doing this, where I take the opportunity to talk to fellow runners from Runners Eye uh, alumni of Runners Eye even good runners, even if they are not in runners eye, and sometimes even some celebrities, I mean, running celebrities. Uh, we talk to them, essentially understand who they are and uh, learn from them, from their journey, how they uh, approach this art and science of uh, long distance running. And that's what it is. And we believe that learning comes from all directions. Uh, one from my like myself and coaches to you guys. Uh, and more importantly, if the learning comes from your peers, uh, then that learning is even more special. And that's the logic logic with which we started this uh, podcast, and it has been going well. So with that logic, with that thought process, uh, let me uh, present to you the the next set of uh, runners, and let's hear from them. Uh, Let me invite the first guest to introduce himself. Please go ahead.
1: Hello, folks. Glad to be here. Suraj Ravindran. Um, I live in Princeton, New Jersey. a little bit about my my background and where i came from so originally my parents uh, were from kerala they migrated to bangalore and were settled there i was born and raised in bangalore did my schooling there in jps did my puc in Vijaya college and then my engineering in ms rit ms ramai institute of technology um and uh, soon after that, I joined uh, the ITA bandwagon, um, and a couple of years in Hyderabad, um, and then I came through the same company, landed in the US in East Hartford, Connecticut, um, back in 2001. So I've been here in the US since then. Um, did my little bit of consulting in LA and uh, back to New Jersey in 2005. And since then, I've been working here. I currently work as VP of Engineering at Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, and here in the US, I live with my uh, wife, Anita, and two girls, Vrithi and Dia. Um, A uh, little bit about my hobbies. Uh, I love photography. Um, I love uh, to explore what um, uh, what are the possibilities as a human being. So I kind of dwell into the spiritual world a little bit. I do yoga and meditation. I've been doing my yoga and meditation nonstop without missing a day for the past uh, six years uh, now. Wow. Um, that's and incredible. a little bit about my, um, athletic background, uh, not much of athletics in the school as such, but I've been active in terms of playing cricket and so on during my childhood. Um, I've been kind of, uh, keeping myself a little bit fit in terms of running maybe two, three miles, uh, when I was here in the U S, uh, probably starting 2005, but no running experience before I joined RHVB, uh, RHWB. Again, thanks to oh, my wife, Anita, because of whom I joined uh, RSWB. Um, and more about it probably later in terms of awesome. how I got Abs- to it.
0: Absolutely, Suraj, welcome. Um, Anita, of course. Thank you, Anita, for getting Suraj into the program. Anita is also a good runner. She's been with us for multiple seasons now, isn't it, Suraj? at least three, four seasons uh, with us.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: And guys, uh, whether you know, uh, you will probably understand a lot from Suraj about him, his journey and all that good stuff. But what he might not tell you uh, that I have to tell you is that they know how to host an incredible party. (laughs) They know how to do that. They did that uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Thank you, Suraj and Anita for that. Uh, They hosted a special runners party after the end of season eight for all the coaches and some runners. Um, And there is a huge community around his, huge runners high, RHWB community, around uh, the place where he's living. So um, it was phenomenal. So thank you, Suraj, for all the love and affection and uh, the care with which the party was organized. Uh, Thanks for that. So apart from being good runners, I just wanted to say they are good party organizers. Just uh, for future reference, if you get an invite from Suraj, just prioritize that and forget about everything else and make sure you attend the party. That's the message.
1: <laughs> we wait anytime, anytime, Bala. Up Thanks, up. Suraj.
0: Um, okay, with that, let's invite the next guest. Please go ahead.
2: Hello, runners. This is Raj Mukhija. I am in India from Haryana, a very small town near uh, Ambala, Kent. And that's where I was brought and born up. Uh, during initial year of uh, my schooling, I used to play hockey. I think I played it till age of 12, then diverted all attention to studies, which in hindsight was not the right thing to do. But that's what we were taught back in India. Uh, uh, my family uh, is, uh, my elder sister is, was a national level hockey player. From the town I come, there are several players in Indian hockey team. So um, guess that was the game we all learned to play. My twin sister, yes, I do have a twin. Uh, She was into yoga. She used to participate at national level, even at uh, herself, and now is a yoga instructor. Uh, After 15 years in Haryana, I went to uh, Ambala, Kent for uh, plus two, and uh, then went to REC Rautkela for my engineering. uh, And post that, started working in Chennai, in Larson and Tupro for a couple of years, realized... If you need to do something, you need to be in IT and decided to do MBA from Symbiosis Pune, uh, post which I moved uh, or did a career shift to IT, uh, four years in Mumbai and Bangalore. Uh, Then I moved to US in 2008 with Wipro, with whom I had a very, very long association, Uh, worked at Wipro for 18 plus year. And uh, last year... Under the influence of RHWB, <laughs> I, I made a move to AWS, and that's where I am in uh, in a sales role right now. Yeah, oh, uh, that's uh, I'm I'm in US with my wife and daughter. Uh, both of them are at RHWB. Uh, wife is training for ten k. Daughter did a couple of ten ks. She's taking a break this season. Uh, middle school hit hit her, and she's taking a break. Uh, uh, and uh, just to mention, uh, there are seven to 10 my personal friends or family member who are now in season nine for RHW.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Oh, wow. That's how you influence, buddy. That's how you influence. Um, what uh, what an illustrious uh, path to runner's high. Uh, and I, I really liked when you said, thanks to RHW influence, I challenged a, a status quo. I think that's what you did. Yep. challenge the status quo uh, it's sometimes you know it's just uh, uh, i've been thinking about this it is very easy to continue to do what you've been doing for 18 years because there is a comfort zone that you get to get used to right and i think you you really said a very profound statement there and i wanted to make bring that up to our audience one of the power of long distance running is essentially breaking the shackles in our mind that oh this is something i can't do and then you go and do that, your mind gets freed up. And this is not the first time I'm hearing that thanks to running, thanks to uh, this experience, I kind of challenged the status quo in other parts of my life and did something that I probably may not have done if running was uh, not introduced. I don't know whether I'm overreaching here, uh, Raj, not
2: actually actually that's right and I will give more example what has changed. a lot has changed in the last two years. Wow me.
0: can't wait to hear that can't wait to hear that we'll definitely bring that up in our in our discussions but uh, I'm so glad that that uh, you know we were instrumental our running was instrumental in some small ways for those kind of major changes to happen in life. Um, fantastic. congratulations Raj for doing that. It's not easy, but you did it and of course I'm sure you are all the much better. For, for that decision and what you did. Um, that was point number one I heard uh, from your story. And the second thing is, I mean, you've been surrounded by national level everything from national level yoga champion to national level hockey players. That must be, you know, delivering under pressure. I know you studied, you focused on studies, but uh, that itself tells you, I think you've been, uh, you know what competition looks like or you know how to work in high pay pressure scenarios. Uh, so that's great. Um, and also Suraj. As a person who's exponent for yoga for so long, I think you should connect with uh, uh, his uh, twin sister at some point. Maybe there is a yoga connection there, for all you know.
1: <laughs> yes, I see. I see a lot of folks um, uh, following yoga in RSWB, a, a huge cohort uh, here that we have.
0: Yes, there's a lot of yoga instructors uh, in, in in within not just yoga, prop, uh, you know, exponents, but actually instructors. Uh, uh, absolutely. That's something that I also want to get started at some point. So I'll reach out to you guys. Awesome Raj, welcome. Can't wait to uh, you know unpeel more stories uh, from your sort of uh, journey. Uh, let's invite uh, the next guest. Please go ahead. Hello Runners. This is Abhishek from Houston.
3: I live with my wife Priyanka and two kids, uh, elder daughter and younger son. All the entire family is RHW, RHW family, and from a background, I actually belong to Jamshedpur in Bihar, now Jharkhand. Uh, I was born and brought up out there, did my schooling at Loyola School, Jamshedpur, until sixth grade, and then we moved to Pune, Pune, Maharashtra, where pretty much all my Engineering and college days were in were in Pune. I went to MIT Pune did my engineering in computer science, and uh, you guessed it right. i uh, Finishing uh, finishing engineering, I got into IT. Uh, worked with Cognizant uh, in Pune, and Cognizant was was the was the company which brought me here in in US in 2006. Since 2006, I've been here in Houston, and. Uh, pretty much been here uh, all, all my life 2006 onwards uh, beyond cognizant currently i work at jp morgan chase as an executive director uh, managing data analytics and cloud cloud technologies here uh, that's that's what i do i do for a living apart from that uh, from a background i have a, i have an elder um, uh, brother who lives in Atlanta? He is also an RLWB family. Uh, oh. Got 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 into running. Our, uh, season nine, we just forced him in, <laughs> into getting awesome. into this. And yes, they are trying out. He's doing an doing a half marathon this this season. So yeah, we look forward to a lot of things, uh, good things here. Uh, from a sporting background, uh, yes, I had a little bit of uh, cricket and soccer during my school days because coming from Loyola and other schools, they, they really are a lot into a lot of sports. There, That's where we got into sports. There was a lot of track and field. I never got, came first there, so, but still was part of it. But that's that's pretty much. I am. I am not Raj. <laughs> I have no peer pressure on national level people. Right? <laughs> that's that's how. Uh, that's that's what I am. Uh, awesome. From a hobbies perspective, I like reading. I do a lot of reading. Love driving around. When I, literally I can drive drive nonstop for twenty four hours just on the road. It, it, I, awesome. I love driving and reading. Amazing. Pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So nice to see this um, Jamshitpur, such a beautiful city. Um, I've come to Jamshitpur multiple times. Some of my best friends are there. In fact, some of my best friends have gone to Laila as well, maybe much senior to you. But uh, it's such a beautiful city. I came during Puja days there. And boy, I was so impressed at that time. You know, uh, it felt like almost, it's like a foreign country. Uh, That's how it uh, seemed to me. It was so beautiful. And Pune again, another beautiful town. It's called Green City and Steel City. I see. Oh, wow. And Pune, my wife, Renu, I was in Pune. It's her favorite city in India. So there's a lot of connection there, buddy. Um, in MIT, a lot of my friends in MIT as well, was in MIT as well. So guys, as you can see, this is a uh, audience. This is a uh, colorful uh, personalities that I have assembled today. Okay. Now, as they say, the unity in diversity. So while they are diverse in their uh, pursuits of should I say, pursuits of happiness in life, uh, there is also one thing that unites them. That's their love for their family. And maybe I would add another one, love for their family and love for their family running in RHWB. <laughs> so uh, they love running. They love their family running. They love. Uh, they bring everybody into RHWB. That's common, as you can see. Uh, so that's so pleasurable. Thank you, gentlemen, for all the... Uh, all what you bring to RSWP, both in terms of who you are as a person and as a runner, but also bringing other fellow like-minded runners into runner's high. So let's go uh, talking of running. Uh, let's start with Raj this time. So Raj, tell me, how did you get into running? How did you get into runner's eye?
2: Interesting. Uh, during COVID, uh, we had nothing much to do. I used to run on an elliptical machine at my home. One finder I called Anmol kamle He was... Uh, He's an instructor, teaches people roller braiding and was part of RHWB. He said, I have a running, I'm, I'm also training for half marathon. I said, and more, you are doing half marathon. He said, yeah, there is a club in uh, Edison. A lot of us are associated with that. I think it was Jan of 2021. I said, can I get enrolled? He said, no, you missed the bus. I said, then what can I do? He said, no, I will send you instructions. So he started sending me instruction. And that year in April, I did my first half marathon. Wow. Which was so you
0: were the a climber
2: <laughs> It was the okay. first I one. Prior to that, I used to run. Like My running career is very, very short-lived. Back in 2003, I, I was in Singapore. I tried running there. Everybody used to run, so I got into running. But no more than 5 to 6 kilometers. Then 2018 US, I tried running. Anytime I ran more than 7, 8 kilometers, I will get knee pain and then quit running. So back at the back of my mind, it was always if I run longer, I would injure myself, and I never could sustain or do it consecutively. But I'm telling, I just want to under, I just want people to understand why RHW is important. So with unwalled instructions, I was doing strength training, which I never did earlier, uh, and I could finish half marathon with a lot of struggle, but not in terms of physical pain or knee injuries or anything like that. Yeah, I will run, come back home put my feet into hot water panes, but I was able to do it. And then I said, yeah, there is merit in uh, joining the club. So as soon as season seven opened, uh, I just registered and coach Suja has done phenomenal job of uh, helping me a lot throughout my journey. So thanks to Anmo for getting me in here. Amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with the overall benefit I got from RSW and the kind of training and encouragement I have from this group.
0: Awesome. Wow. So, guys, uh, audience, um, I, I mentioned this Eklav, uh, Eklavya, uh those of you who know that story, you know, like he wanted to, that Ekalavya wanted to be trained by Drona, but for whatever reason, Drona was already, that season was already you know, <laughs> going and he said, no, sorry, I can't do it. So, Ekalavya just basically assumed Drona as his uh, sort of a leader and just did it parallelly and got similar outcome. That's the, really the story, right? Um, so, when the first time in Runners Eye, when this uh, this particular type of, uh, you know, entry into running came up, we ter- termed, oh, okay, you are not in the season, but someone in the season was sort of, you know, guiding you with whatever he or she could guide and you went and did something and you did that something was so good that you said, you know what, let me join the original season, I mean, the actual season next time. So, initially, there were only few people like that. Now it has become a full class, you know, and I've seen all the a who come in, they're all extremely amazing runners because I feel they did it without proper sort of uh, structure and they were able to get self-motivated to do that. And then when they join the club and they get everything that they normally get, all the runners get, they just blossom. And I think Raj is a great example of that and we'll discuss his uh, his path. Awesome, Raj. Congratulations for doing that as an Ekalabia as well. And then, of course, we know, I mean, I know your path and we'll discuss that shortly. Um, Abhishek, what's your, how did you get into running, buddy? Sure. It's interesting.
3: So it started in 2016. Uh, pretty much uh, everyone talks about uh, unhealthy habits, right? Getting, getting a lot of good food at home, making you bulkier. And when you go for year-end checkups, you really, really get the reality check. So it actually hit me when, when we went to a yearly checkup and it was like my, my year-over-year um, weight was increasing, the, the vitals were not that great. And the doctor said, you should do start doing something which will help you bring it down, if not improve, right? So bring it down, at least be at a stable level. So I I thought, why not do something like, okay, cricket and soccer and things like that was always embedded from my previous life. But here in the US, you will not get 15, 20 people together at one time to do certain sport. So uh, I picked up running because running is simpler. You just need a shoe, (laughs) a a normal gear would do if you're not a professional Mm -hmm. runner. And then you can do it even on a treadmill. Like if you go to a gym, you can do it in a treadmill, or you can just hit hit the walkway and be done. So I just picked up uh, picked up running to be fitter, and that's how that's how it it motivated me to keep running. So since 2016, I've gotten into running. How did I get into RHWB? Again, the connection with Anmol Kamle. So me oh, wow. and An- yeah. So me and Anmul Kamle work at Chase. He still works at Chase. I do still work at Chase. So he introduced me. And this was like we've we've always been at Chase many, many, many years, right? So uh, he knew that I, I was a good runner and and he was part he's always part of RHWB. So he said, Hey, you're doing so good. Uh, but uh, i i keep chatting about my my runs and stuff like that with my friends even at work so that's where it, it clicked and they said you you do so great without a coach why not why not you get into a real structured program that might help you achieve your goals to the next level and and really really i i am so thankful to rhwb and bala you in person because uh, we'll talk more for sure, but uh, the things that has happened, the transformation that had happened for the past, I, 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 I can say that I was running for past six years, but the last two years with RHWB has been transformational, has been amazing, and, and literally it has given a completely different not only about running, about the perspective, how to give to community, work together, help each other, right? It has really shown different perspective to giving back to community. So uh, it's it's, it's a great group to be part of RHWB. It's like never
0: ending. This is a family now for me. Awesome, man. Thank you. And guys, audience, um, Abhishek has thrown the hat. He's also a coach this time, as you all know. And uh, thank you, Abhishek for that the coach requires a lot of time commitment and giving as he said and uh, you know he he means it when he says now this is not just about running for me this is a lot more than running and it's about giving giving back to the community and working with others making others successful all of this he believes in and that's really what he's doing right now so thank you Abhishek for joining us on the coach side as well uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, for others, just because he's a coach doesn't mean that I take it easy on these people. They have to still run because I'm their coach. <laughs> so it is an additional thing that they do in addition to running. And Raj and uh, Raj, did you guys know that both of you are Unmol Kamble product or just now you're realizing it? <laughs> oh, Lord. That's uh, look at the. Just now.
2: Just now I realized. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, amazing. He, he um, talks about you for sure. <laughs> Very nice. Suraj. what's your story, buddy?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, I could uh, relate to what Raj told earlier. Um, I'm one of those Ekalavia cohorts as well. Um, As they say, right, with every adversity is the seed of an equal or greater opportunity. Yeah. I mean, and COVID was that opportunity. It has been, I mean, with all the adversities apart, it has been a boon to many of us. That is when people kind of Came out of their shell and had time to do things uh, for their for themselves. Um, that's when my wife Anita, she's uh, I mean, she got influenced by uh, Anil Bajani and Saras Bajani, her uh, brother and family who were in RHWB. So when she started this journey, I mean, uh, I thought let me kind of support her. And I started running along with her. Basically, whatever she used to do uh, as part of her training, I used to just follow it blindly. And um, it I mean, I should say it was such a cookie cutter for me that I was easily able to do the half marathon um, along with her. And then I decided, I mean, this was um, such an easy program with well-disciplined, Instructions. You just have to follow blindly, and you can get there. Let me. I thought. Let me try the first season with a full marathon. And first season, it was exactly the same. I mean, you just follow the instructions. Just have your faith on what what your coaches say. Follow it, and you're at the finish line. Uh, I can promise you that. We'll talk second. about
0: that journey shortly. In the next question, we'll talk about that journey. But uh, well, that's so interesting, Suraj. Right? Keep it simple, stupid. And uh, there, there is that thing, right? The kiss principle, yes. which is really what Suraj just followed. He didn't overthink. He didn't go around asking whether it is winter or summer or whether should I. I think by the from what I looks like you started off winter. Is that right? Your first ekalavya yes. season. Right that's there right. you go. Starting a winter season as an ekalavya means. Normal folks are not into much running. They would be thinking, man, this is not the time. It's so cold out there. So many questions normally people have. Suraj kept it kiss. I want to help my wife. Best way to help my wife is I let me do it along with her. And while he was doing it along with her, he found it pretty easy to follow the instructions. That means what? He read the instructions. Now, how many times as a coach, I've told to my runners, read instructions. you know? So that's what did. He just read instructions and just followed it to the T and he's doing it even now. And trust me guys, one of the second common link between the three of the folks here are they are supremely talented runners. I am like really excited about these three folks. We'll talk about that. Uh, in fact, let's start with that as a next question. So thanks for that uh, entry into runner's eye with that simplicity of thought. Um, so this time let's start with, uh, with, uh, with Abhishek. So get us into your mind, the first three, four months of your running, you know, just a short, how was that? Was it easy sailing through? How did it, how did it happen? Definitely
3: anything that you get into, it's never easy at the very beginning, right? Uh, it wasn't, it, it wasn't easy for me, for sure. I was not able to, able to even run half a mile constantly without without stopping. really. And I started in a, in a treadmill because uh, I, I never knew the fun of running on the streets yet. So I, I always used to go to the gym and and tried the treadmill and probably tre- treadmill is is worse than the uh, worse than the regular rocks, but I took the hard way and it was not fun. It was very painful. It was like, as if there is, there is, why are you doing that? But, but you don't have to give up. You just have to continue. And probably it was, though it was not great. It was just like, okay, you have to go through the motion so that hopefully I was just in hoping that hopefully it will improve. So that's that's what led that me. That is how it was. It, it makes sense. sense.
1: That's,
0: that's how it went, yes. Absolutely. Uh, Raj, was that similar for you as well uh, when you were at year? How was it, first one month? A, going
2: into long distance running was a challenge. Uh, while I said I could do sub 10 kilometer was okay, but training for half marathon was much more challenging. Uh, strength exercise was absolutely new to me. I would have never done it. And being COVID, everybody can imagine I was doing it at home. My wife and my daughter looking at me and laughing what's going on. <laughs> so that was the fun part. It was far more difficult, actually. Strength training was important, but it was uh, difficult to get uh, inculcated into your behavior. Yeah. Uh, long weekend runs were painful. Weekdays were still okay, but weekend, Saturday being a long run, uh, it... It was very challenging and demanding. I don't want to say that it's easy journey. Once you are f- pushing yourself beyond your limits, uh, you will. it comes with little pain, but it comes with a lot of satisfaction as well. So uh, people who are running for the first time, they'll find little body pain after the weekend runs, but that's expected. That's how you become stronger with every week passing by.
0: Absolutely, Raj. Uh, Sulej, was that similar for you or was it like a cakewalk
1: for you? <laughs> and then... No, I mean... Uh... When I started my running journey, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't run for more than two minutes. Yeah. I mean, I go on the treadmill, I run for two minutes and I I was like surprised that I couldn't go more than uh, a minute or two. But again, when I started running um, um, as part of the Columbia cohort, again, I was struggling to find what that CP is. I mean, typically you tend to push yourself. Uh, you know, you think that you can run faster than what uh, what you can, what it is. Yeah. But finding that, uh, I struggled a little bit in ter- in terms of finding what that CP was. So, but it was a learning curve. I mean, I actually learned what the concept of CP was only when I joined um, uh, the season full time uh, during my season one. And it was through the coaches. Your instructions helped me a lot there. Looking at all of this podcast and listening to everybody, um, that helped me a lot in terms of understanding what CPE is and how to uh, how that helps your running jo- uh, journey of sure. always like run slow to run fast later.
0: Correct. Absolutely agree. That's, see, guys, uh, audience. The reason why this is an important, you know, something to reflect for all of you is that as you finish the podcast, you will realize that these three are, they've done some amazing stuff in running. Okay. But if you think about their starting point has been exactly the same. It's not as if they were gifted, genetically gifted Kipchogeis or something. Absolutely not. You know, while they did yoga and stuff, but they struggled. They still had their own initial struggle. So struggle is always going to be there. So the 275 new runners who are starting today or this week, and once the season picks up, I can guarantee you guys, you will reach a time very soon I'm talking about. I'm talking about the next 10 days, not uh, the 10th day. You will be thinking, what did I get into? What a crazy shit is this? You know, my body is paining. I'm learning all alone in winter. Instead of just having a, a little bit of a one beer and just enjoying. And I can always get myself fit. Go to gym in a nice LA fitness, in warm fitness and do it. Why am I doing this? I'm not getting anything, only pain. This thought you will 100% have. Okay, but the key here is that is expected. That's part of the journey. The part of the journey is to get over that hump. You know, that is the key. So you you leave it there. Then, of course, uh, you have not uh, even started your journey. You just like uh, did the initial thing when everything was fresh and new and then just let it go. So that's what I want you to learn. Important. When you strike that moment, you know that. So I want to tell you one thing which we'll discuss very soon, the 21-day principle. Your goal right now is to do 21 days of what you're doing right now. Forget about half marathon, finish start line, full marathon, whatever the race is. Forget about all that. Just try to get to 21 days. That's it. Literally take a number sheet and write 1 to 21 and then start checking off the numbers. Get to 21. We'll talk about everything else later. That's what you should think about right now. Okay, good. So Suraj, let's start with you again for the next question. Um, I know that uh, A. Clive was done. You joined the regular season with us and you said going for a full marathon. Now, for context, this is like very, very fast ramp up, right? It's not like full marathon is not. You can't wing a full marathon. You can manage it some of a half marathon, you know, but you can't just like that manage a full marathon unless you are ready for some injury or some extreme pain tolerance you have. So it's a big thing. You took a big thing. And as you know, full marathon ramps up fast in terms of mileage and expectations and all that. So why don't you remember your first or whichever season, but I would suggest the first season of full marathon running. What were some of the highlights or lowlights you want to share uh, with the journey?
1: Sure. Um, The highlights, I should say, is the amazing coaching program. I mean, it is as i told earlier just keep it simple just follow the instructions and you'll get there i mean you don't i didn't think about the final 26 mile day race or how i'll be doing it i was just looking at the instructions for that day and just following it i mean i uh, obviously i plan the uh, i look at the entire set of um, week uh, weekly training plans Plan my trainings because obviously between your work, you'll have to adjust all of those. So plan for it, but focus one at a time. Just look at the instructions, follow it. And as you progress, um, I mean, it's just it was just a breeze for me uh, to say that. The, the only hurdle uh, probably that I heard low light was when I was running my full marathon on the race day. After I ran my 21st mile, that is when the lactic acid thresholds came into play. I mean, I literally had cramps uh, on my calf muscles. And that's the first time that you're experiencing all of this, which kind of, I mean, probably I could have done sub four during that time. I thought I was on my way there. But after 22 miles, I literally had to drag myself. Um, and then I kind of uh, completed it but that is when I learned that I mean the strength training the importance to strength training and following all of those smaller tidbits that each of the runners give or the coaches give are very important just following them learning from them it is it is always a learning journey is what I uh, learned and Second season, that is what I incorporated uh, from the learnings of the first season. So every podcast, every um, strength training, I used to take it very seriously, look at it and start learning. And that's how the second season got better for me.
0: It's incredible, Suraj, because see, uh, folks, his first low light was actually on his full marathon day. Just think about that. It's the, that's the insight. That means Suraj has planned his training so well. He he meticulously focused on keeping it simple, following the instructions so well that he managed to have no low light in the entire season. That's not normal, you know? Some mistakes will happen from runners and typically low lights will happen during the season, not on the race day. What he explained while it is a low light for him, that is a normal course of, you know, that's par, on par for a full marathon to have uh, hit the wall around 22. Yeah, of course. And that too, it's a first full marathon. So you're expected to uh, have that. So Suraj, hats off to you for managing your training. And I think you, you, you drove a very nice insight for others, which is, this is a serious thing. You know, you prioritize this for life, then you got to invest in what has been given to you. This doesn't happen by itself, is what I hear when you say, it's a return on effort and return on investment. So return on effort is your pace and run and all that return on investment is this, which is no low light till sort of uh, till the race day. So congratulations, man. That's really nice. I
1: mean, one thing that I should say is you make up your mind and this will be your priority. I've not missed a single run or training plan for the entire two seasons. So you make up your mind and it will naturally happen. You don't have to worry about it.
0: So inspirational to hear that. Love it. Love it. Um, Raj. What's your story? How was your highlight, low light in your season training?
2: I will actually combine it for last four seasons. That's okay. how long I have been here. Uh, low light, if I have to mention, was one week of me missing the training. I was back in India, had uh, high fever, and I decided to hear my body, not to do anything for a week. I would say last two years that was the only time when I missed my training, uh, season, uh, any any kind of training for last two years. Wow, so, and uh, highlight I would say was crossing the finish line uh, for full marathon this time. Uh, I did absolutely great during the full marathon. As soon as I crossed, wanted to stretch and had cramps all over. And the kind of support I got from Coach Deepak, various coaches out there, fellow runners to give me massage, take care of me personally, was very overwhelming. And it just brings the kind of family environment R H W B brings to the table. Uh, Amazing. that for me was very moving that how concerned people are for you and everyone is around there to take care of you.
0: Beautiful. Very well said, Raj. Your highlight is seeing how much people give to you that inspires you to give back. That's your highlight, not about the running journey. It's something beyond running that you're experiencing, which is, if you think about it, Runner's eyes. primary mission is that creating and finding amazing human beings and what you experience or what you are saying is few amazing human beings took care of you, even though they need not Um, have. Yeah. So that's really nice that you brought that up as a highlight, Raj. And guys, note, four seasons, four consecutive seasons, the only time he missed was not because of running injury or anything, because of viral fever. And I'm assuming that time you were in India. Is that Right. 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 I remember that he was in viral fever. Obviously, India travel—you might have picked up a bug or anything that everybody naturally can do that. That was the only time, and I remember I was—I am his coach at that time. He was really, really, really not happy that he had to, you know, listen to his body and not do it. And I—I I remember telling him that it's okay, just chill off. You're not going to lose anything. You're not going to lose any of your sort of cardio strength that you've built up over the months and years. So you just Enjoy this time. Do nothing. And boy, he came back with a ban uh, just after that week. So Raj, another hat tip. By no audience, you would have understood the quality of the guests that I have here. We have Suraj, whose only low light was on mile 22 on the entire season. And similarly, the only low light uh, Raj had is when he was having a viral fever, non-running related injury or a break. It's not like he ran and without strength training and then injured himself. That's not the case it was non running running related injury so if that viral fever was not there probably he didn't have a low light at all <laughs> that's pretty incredible raj welcome welda uh, abhishek what's your story buddy highlights and low lights sure very interesting for me
3: so this is my fifth season and uh, i've i've as i as i told earlier right i've been running for a long time like 8 8 years in running so i when I joined RHWB, I was I was not new to running, but not structured running, right? So something happened in the first season at RHWB, which is which was a low for me, low light for me. So it happened during me so two or three that season, probably season five now is season nine, where uh, where again I was on a long run. On the fourteenth, it was a fourteenth, my fourteen mile run for that, for uh, training for a full marathon. And on the twelfth, uh, I had I had some leg pain uh, previous, or I had been having it for a couple of weeks. I did not; I was ignoring it, assuming it is fine. But uh, that day, that day, something happened where I I really hurt myself badly. Just running, I couldn't run a single step further. And though I finished my 14 miles, probably I shouldn't have finished it. I, I got hurt on the 12th, it, it actually hurt me on the 12th mile, but I still finished 14. From there, I directly went to the doctor's clinic and I got, and when they did some x-rays, they, they said it is a stress fracture, hairline stress fracture. So what does it mean? The doctor said it actually means you have been, it has been paining, it doesn't break w- one single day. It has been paining for a long time. You have not been listening to your body and that's what causes this. Definitely that was a huge low for me because I was I was so into running, I am so into RHWB that I just cannot, like just cannot not run. And this thinking of not running was not, not, uh, not sinking with me. That was low for sure, but, The season as it progressed, like I was in a cast for 12 weeks, but even then, my FM cohort, all the coaches, you Bala specifically, calling, texting, just to see how things are, everything's going well and all those stuff, right? It really kept me motivated, reading through just those chats, going through those race day that that season when I was not running because of the fracture, it still gave me adrenaline rush on people finishing their half full marathon and other things happening on runner high chat. Really gave, kept giving me motivation that, okay, I can bounce back. Literally. So though it was a low, it still was giving me some motivation that, okay, this is not the end of the story. You can really get back. So coming to the highlights now. So Luckily, I was out of my cast mid-November, pretty much. So I was ready for the next season starting January. And (laughs) I I did start running again in January on the new season. And uh, I wasn't sure whether I can really do it or not do it because Bala had really instructed me this time that you are not going fast. You are, you are going to listen to your body and all, all the good stuff that a coach says to everybody and, and everyone listening, please, 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 whatever the coach says, listen to it because that's the key, right? You can, you can think, you know, everything, but coach knows more because that's why they are a coach, right? So in that, that season, the highlight was the peak miso. I really the peak miso for a full marathon was 220 miles or 230 miles for the fourth and fourth me the peak miso and you and i had a 10 10 10 10 for four days and a 22 on on a, on a saturday coming out of an injury like three months ago and doing that peak miso i was not trusting myself because i i i, I was sure either i will get injured Or something will happen to me for sure. But as we trust Bala, God, yeah, we just made it happen. And uh, the the highlight was that once that peak Miso happened, I haven't looked back. Because that has given me confidence that once you are trained, once you follow the routines, once you understand that, understand to know, listen to your body, do something, understand, things will always go in the right direction. And that same season coming out of injury, I did a first sub-4, which I had been struggling to do sub-4 for the past three years. So just coming out of injury, getting a sub-4 done first time, and my time was three hours, 58 minutes then, I was really excited, just because I never I never thought I could do it, but that piqued me so that that believing in yourself came in, and that's the highlight for me for the entire running career.
0: You're muted, Bara. Amazing story. So guys, there are so many golden nuggets here. Let me just pull a couple of them. Not listening to your body. Stress fracture, as his doctor rightly said, stress fracture doesn't happen in just one shot. It happens when you keep not like the body is telling you, "Hey, buddy, I'm having a little bit of pain. Can you slow down or can you give me some rest? Let me repair." And you are like, "Ah, oh, sorry, my mind is very strong. My body's pain will keep happening." That's when stress fracture happens. One of the most common injuries for runners is uh, early runners, I would say. Uh, common injuries for uh, sort of amateur, early stage runners. So. 12 weeks he was down, he said it in simply two, three sentences. But guys, it is the most frustrating portion of your running career would be the 12 weeks in cast. When you see your world running by you, when you see, because when you're a runner, pretty much everybody you know will be a runner. That's unfortunately, that's how the world, I see, I'm sure you all will agree with me. Uh, anyway, wherever I go, I only see runners. I'm sure it's almost the same for all you, uh, all of you as well. So you see all the whole world is running. Strava, everything is connected. It's a very energizing experience. And suddenly you're sitting there and like getting really, it's a difficult time. So I'm glad that uh, uh, Abhishek, a lot of you, a lot of us reached out to you. It's a very important uh, uh, service that all fellow runners, audiences, you should listen. When your fellow runner is injured and down, that is when you need to give. Okay, it's not just about you doing your own runs. Ah, that's what's the big deal. So many people have done their own runs. Okay, so what you got? your PR? It means nothing. What really means is when you have the grace to pick up the call or send us, you know, a ping and call that person who is down because of running. That is when you transcend from good to great. Okay, so each one of you can be great here. So you need to ask yourself: When is the last time I pinged someone that I know of, but that I don't know him, but I know, or him or her, but I know that they are going through a low, COVID? It could be anything. Please do that. You will have a friend for life. Okay, and somebody else will do the same to you. You give, you do once, ten people will do it to you when you need it. Okay. So that was a very very nice uh, uh, experience. Congratulations on breaking four. I. Can relate to the the sense of triumph when you did that peak me so and then getting that four sub four sub four is not easy for a full marathoner it's a big deal so congratulations uh, and we'll speak about it a little bit so uh, let's do a, a quicker round this time let's start with Raj Raj tell me your race day bring us into your race day your first uh, your first or second whichever it is. Tell me how your full marathon went. Uh, you're on mute, uh, Raj.
2: Yeah, first full marathon, ran it uh, as an RHWB race event. That's the only race events I go for running. <laughs> uh, started early in the morning around uh, five, 5 o'clock from the home because the plan was to finish the full marathon by the time most of the runners finished their uh, half marathon or 10Ks so that we can have great lunch afterward. So uh, I think most of most of the full marathon runner decided to start early in the park. Uh, bit nervous because this is the first time I would have crossed anything beyond uh, 20 miles. I think the training was only 20 miles. And then you are just trusting the system to take care of you in the last six miles. Uh, Pala had set us up very clearly what the pace you are expected to run, how you are supposed to run everything? I did ask Bala last night. Am I just supposed to run slow? Or he said no. Give it, give it all what you have. And I have given you a guidance what your pace should be. But this is a race day. You don't hold back, and uh, you need to give it what you have. Uh, morning of that morning, I saw Deepak as well as Coach Mo. All of us were running on the road because it was late. Early early morning was dark in April. Uh, so a lot of seeing familiar faces was good because you are alone in the early part of the race. And after eight o'clock is when you start, when you join the half marathon group and start running with them. So having familiar faces was very, very helpful. You are nervous because you have never run that long distance. Uh, you trust the training. That's what uh, we, we have learned over a period of time. That training helps you. Uh, I think. I would say I had a I had a plan in my mind to finish race at some some time and I did it within 30 seconds of that. Uh, my milestone. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, so till 20 mile, things were fine, 21st mile, last six mile is what Bala said, it should be faster than what the first 20 miles were. But I think after 22nd mile, uh, fatigue starts setting in and you cannot. Really do what you thought you can do. So last four miles were, in fact, small, slower than the previous miles. But this, that's what it is. You. One thing I learned by being with RHWB is at some point, all of us will have to let go the notion of that being fast is the best thing to do. I think the best thing you will learn is run at a pace which is comfortable. Your heart rate is within the control. Enjoy the run. Don't overdo it. Uh, I'll just narrate one example. I run on the trail near Princeton University. During one of the training runs, I was running at my fast pace, I, uh, maybe nine minutes a mile. And I'm like breathing heavily. College kids come, pass by me at a very, very comfortable pace for them. All of them are talking and they are not even putting in their uh, major effort. And I looked at them and said, OK, I'm not going to be fast at any point in time, so I might as well start enjoying it. So that's my message to all of all the runners. Please enjoy at the pace, which is very, very comfortable for you. Uh, there will always be people who are much faster than you. And there are people who are going to be much slower than you. But just enjoy the run. This will make you much fitter and faster.
0: Beautiful, sir. Beautiful. Of course, unless you're Kipchoge, you'll always have someone who is faster than you. You're so true. <laughs> so that's why it's a notion of personal record. It's about your own personal record. And you need to enjoy it you're not going to get any extra. The medal size is not going to be bigger just because you're a PR. <laughs> it means nothing. All it means is by, by version of having a PR if you're in the hospital for two months, it's you who is suffering. Nobody else is suffering. So beautifully, beautifully said. What is your PR? Talk of PR, uh, Raj, what's your PR for full marathon?
2: This was first. So I did it in 4.14. That mm-hmm. is what was the plan.
0: Yeah, a half marathon, I have around
2: 153.
0: 153.
1: Got it. Wonderful. That's all pretty incredible numbers. Suraj, how was your race day? I ran the RHWB race day as well on the DNR uh, trail, beautiful trail. It was uh, very scenic. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I was lucky to have a couple of uh, folks uh, pacing with me, so uh, I was blessed there. Um, Similar to the first season, the i mean i was much faster with the second season i'd uh, trained a little better than the first season with all the strength training so i was able to actually improve my pace i mean i was like between 845 to 850 pace for the first 20 miles consistently and i was really not at all tired i thought the last six miles i can uh, uh, really push uh, but again the what happened during my first season kind of repeated from the 22nd mile i started having cramps um um on my calf muscles which kind of slowed me down i was trying harder but it would slow uh, slow me down because of the cramps that and i finished the last 5 6 miles probably around between 915 to 930 pace uh, um And I was able to do. So even after finishing, it was not that I was tired. I was full of energy, even at the 26th mile ecstatic that I finished sub four, it was around 355 that I finished the marathon. Um, I had energy to run another 10-15 miles probably, but it was just because of the cramps that I couldn't uh, push myself. And again, each each run is a learning experience for you. And what I learned post I, uh, that was probably one of the mistakes that I did was not taking enough salts during the run. Um, um, probably not enough electrolytes. I mean, I was taking my uh, gels and water, probably not enough electrolytes and salts during the run. Um, I did not do that consistently. And that was, that's, one of the major reasons I feel that uh, bec- uh, the cramps uh, came in. But um, finishing that race um, line 26.2 miles in 355, I mean, uh, I mean, you need to experience it. You can't literally explain the joy that you have. It's the real runner's high right uh, there. That's, so that um, was my experience.
0: Absolutely. First of all, Suraj, congratulations. Just your second full marathon. 355 on a trail, just same effort on a road in New York City or a Chicago marathon, you can just shave off like another five minutes just because of the crowd and just because of the road is a lot easier to run than uh, the trail that you ran. That's the kind of effort that is. And this is just your second full marathon. Incredible, absolutely incredible. Congratulations for that. And I think you brought a very important point, a learning point on SALT. And this is something I'll be focusing on this season quite a bit. Let me just uh, deviate and digress for a twenty seconds, guys, folks who are listening here. So, really, the source of cramp is because of salt de- uh, depletion in your body because you're sweating. When you're sweating, salt gets out of the body. Just having goose or gels or uh, uh, you know um, Gatorade is not going to de- to uh, fill up the salt depletion that has happened because you've been sweating continuously from literally all pores of your body. Okay. If sun was there, you would have seen salt actually on your body. But if you're running on a winter, you think that you're not sweating. You think you're not losing salt, but actually what is happening is you're losing salt just that it's not seen. That's really what salt is being lost anyway. Now, when salt is depleted in the body, one of the functions of salt is to transmit nerve signals from your nerves to the muscles. That's the job of salt, one of the jo- jobs of salt. So when salt gets depleted, the nerve muscle connection, the signal is not passing to the muscle properly. Think about like, you know, it sends you 100 units of signal to activate 100 units of muscles. Only 30 units of signal is going to activate 100 units of muscle. Okay? So as the result, body is thinking that the, uh, the, the, you know, enough signal is not passing through to the muscles. So it increases the signal. So instead of saying 100, it will send you 200 units of signal. So what is happening is there is a signal overload on your muscles. As a result, the muscle gets like suddenly gets a load of 120 units of signals coming into the muscle. So the muscle starts cramping up and down, like you know, uh, expanding and contracting. That is how the brain is uh, controlling the muscle. So suddenly the contraction and expansion is so fast because of this imbalance of salt that the muscle gets overstretched and cramping happens. That's the, that is really how cramping happens. So when you get cramped at mile 22 and 23, why are you not getting cramped at mile 4 and 5? Because salt imbalance is not happening. So if you need to focus on taking salt tablets during runs, especially this season, you'll be running in summer, or if not summer, uh, you know, springtime, where you will lose a lot more salt than what you lost last time, Suraj. So you got to like really take four, five tablets of salt, maybe six tablets of salt, and we will do that in long runs and let's see how that works out. And then we'll go from there. Specifically for full marathoners, here this is an important lesson that uh, Suraj's uh, example gave us. Uh, thanks for sharing. Congratulations for that 355. That's pretty incredible. Um, Abhishek. Yeah.
3: So I got a PR very recently, uh, 11th of December 2022, like two weeks ago. So it was a sweet moment. It was in Dallas. Uh, we have a lot of RHWB Dallas uh, runners out here. They were all on course. We had a really fun time. So, how did the race day go? Because it was end of season, I had already run the season full marathon, the uh, race day in Chicago already. so this was this was not my uh, real race. it was it was a fun time you coach Bala always say enjoy the race enjoy the moment right and I I wanted to experience it so enjoy uh, this race was mostly about enjoying the moment having fun with 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 fellow runners just talking to people as you go along so I think that race day had no pressure and that helped me move forward because uh right right into it the weather was so good 40 40 42 at the start it never went above 50 52 at the end of the race so pretty much weather was good we had a good a good RHWB runners around us so uh, most of the time we were we were together helping each other i never felt of any issues or uh, then the motivations from RHWB group is is tremendous which just carries you we don't even know i i have a headphone which announces all the messages and it keeps me motivated keeps me going because i keep hearing okay this person finished uh, finished his half marathon in one thirty, and I'm like, "Wow!" And it gives me, it gave me more energy to move, move more further. Like I'm not worried about what's happening to me. I'm very excited for someone else who finished the race. So that that enjoyment uh, I had in Dallas was just awesome. The race, uh, I never had any cramps. Touch wood, right? Because. Uh, you you specifically from your CIM marathon, you gave some, some special tips around salt, around these muscles, that muscles, do these exercises, right? All those things always helped. The community has always shared things. So I never had cramps. Uh, throughout the race, it was uh, like never felt a moment which was really troublesome. Though the season had ended, I was not really doing any peak so it was a fun race. I, I, I finished the race uh, pretty much where I wanted to. And I got a PR by 12 seconds. Wow. 12, 12 seconds PR is much greater because at this point, I was actually enjoying the race, having fun. And the course, the Dallas course is much hillier than Chicago. Dallas, a uh, Dallas race, literally a, a fun fact. And the Dallas runners might, uh, might, uh, might conquer to it. Is we have a wall exactly at mile twenty at Dallas. It is uh, 100 a 165 feet uphill, like, right at that twenty-mile marker, which goes up. So we really have a hill out there at mile twenty, which, which is uh, brutal. Was brutal, but uh, yeah, I I had fun. At the end of end, end of it i was very happy that i got a pr but even if i hadn't i didn't care because i had a lot of fun out there amazing what was your pr uh, vishik so because it is so seconds i need to say seconds so it was 34043 3 hours 40 minutes and 43 seconds
0: that's a big see anything less than 345 shaving off every second is equivalent to shaving off maybe 30 seconds around the four hour mark and maybe three equal to five minute around the five hour mark. OK, so it's like when you say 12 seconds, it's like somebody going from a five hour uh, PR to maybe a three, five, 445 PR. It's as difficult every second as I'm sure Raj and Suraj will concur with me at that pace. Um, fantastic. Congratulations. Um, beautiful. Like that's Look at this journey audience, folks, regular people, just Fell into the world of running, not because of anything. Just this fell in by sheer destiny, and uh, they just focused. They just kept it simple and thought about how to give, how to enjoy, and just made it happen. And that's really how these guys operate. And that's why I feel I, I brought these three together. Um, so before, let's uh, let's bring the let's uh, you know let's bring the the discussion. a close with maybe a quick round of few words of advice to those 275 brand new runners who have just started with us this season. Let's start with you, Raj. Uh,
2: Two simple advices. Go slow and focus on strength
1: training.
0: Beautiful words. Beautiful. Suraj?
1: Keep it simple. Follow the coaches. Stay committed. Make up your mind and you'll do it.
0: There you go. As always, that was very keep it simple advice from you. Um, Abhishek. I would say be committed and follow the plan. Just
3: that will, follow the take
0: plan. You to the finish line. Yep. That's true, guys. Uh, we, we do the thinking for you. We try to bring it, uh, bring the horse to the water. Not only we bring the horse to the water, we open the horse's mouth and we are pouring the water into that horse. All you have to do is just drink it. That's what these guys are saying. Um, Abhishek. Raj and Suraj, congratulations for your achievements. And I know you guys are in some uh, humorous way. You guys are literally just getting started in this, in this uh, world of uh, long distance running. I see you guys, or I see us running together for many, many, many seasons and many, many years to come. And uh, you will continue to inspire uh, a legion of runners looking at you guys, what you have done. Please continue to be who you are Please give more than you take, uh, which anyway you guys are doing, um, continue to be that beacon of light. On the record, I just want to make a call. Let's see whether it comes through. I do believe that you guys are all BQ runners, Boston qualifying runners uh, in the future. And I would say it's more near future than uh, a distant future. And let us see when we can make it happen. And I challenge you guys. Uh, give, knowing the mindset that you all have, that's my challenge, Bala's challenge to you. Make BQ happen for me. Okay? It's going to happen, Bala. Let's make it, that's what I'm saying. Make it happen for me. I'll feel very proud as a coach, as your coach. So thank you guys. And let's keep running.
2: Thank you. Thank you all.